You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Do you love sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films? Then grab a badge for Otherworlds Film Festival, the country's premier sci-fi film festival. There will be Q&As, panels, parties, and mixers. Rub elbows with up-and-coming and established filmmakers, as well as like-minded filmgoers. Come celebrate our seventh year, December 3rd through 6th, at the Galaxy Highland in Austin, Texas. Badges are now for sale at otherworldsfilmfest.com. That's otherworldsfilmfest.com. guys you know i haven't been a big fan of country as a music genre but this lovecraft country they have out mm, that is just perfect yeah that is my awful intro for this show because how do you that's the best you fucking got that that was so welcome everyone to one of us.net <laughs> today we will be reviewing an amazing show that will probably be snubbed for all the emmys this year because it's an all-black cast hey watchman did pretty good this year but hey guys i'm nathan i'll be your core and along with me i got jordan hello and welcome to the horror show and I have Jenna, who you heard talking earlier. <laughs> I don't, are you sure I'm Jenna? I could have drank a potion and somehow chosen to be a black woman in 2020. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that is plausible. It is. We will find out later in the review. <laughs> and I got Elliot. I'm actually a ghost. <clears throat> Not actually here. I actually have these uh, furry like sex tentacles that come out of my eyes from time to time. <laughs> How did you know my fetish? That explains a lot about the both of you, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> so, guys, we're talking about Lovecraft Country, which is the new big HBO show. They always have one a year where it's just like, hey, guess what? You know, we don't have Game of Thrones anymore, but we got fucking Westworld, or we got fucking Watchmen, or we got fucking Lovecraft Country. All the hype building up, it has been well-founded because with this show, you know, it's a horror drama sort of semi-anthology produced by J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele, and it's got some of, like, the best actors working in Hollywood, period. Directed by Misha Green, by the way, and written by Misha Green. Yeah, let's not forget, she's been getting snubbed on some of the fucking credit. Yeah, she has. She deserves all of it because... The writing is absolutely my favorite part of this show. It is exceptionally brilliant. Amen, Jordan. Amen. So the plot to this show, kind of a little hard to explain, but I'll just oversimplify it. It's about a young Korean war veteran black man who comes back from Korea, basically, to segregated Jim Crow South, and he's in search for his missing father, Played by my favorite fucking Omar from The Wire, Michael K. Williams. And he learns about a dark secret of the town that uh, has sort of Lovecraftian elements to it. Basically, it basically the town is a location of most of H.P. Lovecraft's books are set in, based off of maps. 
It's kind of uh, in the mouth of madness if you guys have ever seen that movie, which if you haven't, fucking uh, put that on your Halloween recommendation. Beyond that, crazy shit happens throughout this show. Each episode, I say, is semi-anthology because it has a different genre. First episode's more straightforward, monster movie sort of fair. The second one episode for me felt sort of occultish and kind of like the last episode of like a 22-season CW show, and I mean that as an insult. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just did not like the second episode. Third episode is more of a ghost story. It changes genres all around. How did y'all feel about this show? I'm going to start with you, Jordan. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It I, it does have that sort of anthology like setting but it is interconnected like see that's it's just a bit of a tangent sort of what i miss about you know superhero comics now i i kind of would like just one and dones but you know if they're going to be part of a bigger story you know at least you know have some elements there at least but i feel like the writing here is brilliant because i grew up reading and just being fascinated with H.P. Lovecraft horror, and growing up to the realization H.P. Lovecraft's a horrible fucking person, and unrepentant racist, and what this show does brilliantly is recontextualize H.P. Lovecraft to uh, to really look at you know just the horrid history of America. As far as it's, uh, well, sadly still, uh, systemic racism. And it, it, the show doesn't really hold back. It's brilliantly written. Like I said, Misha Green hasn't really been getting the respect or credit she deserves. This is absolutely amazing. And another part of that is the acting. But that mainly, to me, falls to my series MVP, Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett is fucking incredible in this show. I've never seen her be as much of a scene stealer since this show, since her, uh, what I can't remember if it was her debut film, if you guys have ever seen Eve's Bayou. It's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Southern oh, yeah. gothic film. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, does she ever steal that movie? But she steals this show every episode, which it, it's crazy because the, this cast is just insane. I mean, we have... Jonathan Majors, who is sizing up to be the next big thing after the last black man in San Francisco, uh, The Five Bloods. I mean, he's casting a Marvel movie right now, and he's essentially your lead Atticus, or Tick. And he's fantastic throughout the show. Courtney B. Vance, who I've always been a huge fan of and just love whenever he gets the spotlight shown on him. Anjanu Ellis... It's just, it's a great cast. Jamie Chung, even, who I have not been super impressed with in the past. She was great in her whole, like, standalone episode. But yeah, uh, Jenna, I'm going to move on to you. How did you feel about this show? So, uh, this show, for me, was a little bit of up and down. And also, um, my favorite character had to have been Wumi Mosaku, who played Ruby. Uh... She was, her character, her entire character journey and arc to me was one of the strongest writing I've seen in a while. Uh, this show is just, this show is something that was beyond refreshing. It was relevant. 
it was structured as best as it could be. I understood that HBO could only allow so many episodes, so I could respect it. I think episode nine definitely should have been two episodes. But the fact that I can rewatch this series over and over again and pick up on things and make connections that I haven't made before really is a testament to the writer's room and to the director and to the editor. Everyone knew what they were doing when they came to that set. And you can just tell that everything was organized. There was intention behind everything. There was nothing that was put in there without meaning. So a lot of the critiques um, are valid. A couple of characters were handled poorly. I also feel like she, Misha Green really spoke about a lot of issues that even as, as black folks in our community, we don't want to talk about. It was a lot of uncomfortable truths about our culture and the way we deal with masculinity and sexuality that needed to be said. So kudos to her for doing that, but also not preaching. You know, I really just appreciate the fact that this is science fiction. Um, I think Lovecraft, when it comes to this show, if you like his movies like Reanimator and From Beyond, you're going to love this show. Um, the body gore in here is a definite nod to Cronenberg. It's just, you can love horror, you can love science fiction, you can love fantasy, you can love philosophy. That's all in this show. Uh, there's a couple of episodes that I, I was just like, come on y'all, you could have did a little bit better. But I mean, overall, it's just, it's me nitpicking, you know, it's nitpicking on how I would have done it. So me personally, that doesn't really hold up to just how magnificent the show is. So I just want to say thank you to Misha Green, everyone who worked on this, because when we were like, we just want to see black people in like science fiction, this is it. Like, this is it. This is black folks in science fiction. So I appreciate this, the series. Also in like a Goonies style later, <laughs> Last Crusade yeah. style adventure film. Yeah, right? Just... And I definitely want to follow up on what Jenna said because I feel like there was one just terrible misrepresentation uh, when it came to Native Americans. But I think the creator already spoke out about that. No, no, no. no. I, I was going to bring that up. Like even, even Misha Green admitted fault, which... I honestly do respect. I'm glad she caught on and understood why that was just a bit problematic. Gotcha. Yeah, and I that particular one, and I'll end on that. I I got why people are upset. I'm also appreciative that she didn't write a character that she neither identifies as nor can speak for their entire community. I'm just like, this was like something I was like, yes, I can finally talk about it. Because the one thing I did like that she showed is just how much specifically black men, like we need to go there, are often the perpetrators of that type of violence against gay folks. And so just really touching on something that like in the communities, hush, hush, we don't talk about it. How could you say that? How can you show a black man in this light? It was very risky for her to do because oftentimes we don't want to think of ourselves as oppressors to others, but we definitely can be oppressors to others. So it's this idea, the theme in this show is about how folks who are othered, how do we carry on this legacy of just oppression that we live in? And so she handled, yeah, that could have been handled better, but that message to me was just like, yes, thank you for bringing that up because I don't think a lot of shows have the guts to seriously be like, ah, 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 
<laughs> we've been oppressed, but we can sit up here and be violent. Just like uh, with taking the Korean War. You know, he talks about we can be monsters or we can be heroes. And when you learn the background of Tick, and I was so happy about that, people are like, oh, I don't like him anymore. Good, good. You're not supposed to like these characters. And the fact that he partook again in oppressing others, it was just a great parallel of just how we can kind of play into this cycle of oppression and really just be like, well, I'm justified in my decision because I was protecting my son or I was just fighting for my country. It just shows how we all can kind of convince ourselves that this behavior is okay when it's not. So that was very like bold of her to like put out there. And I appreciate her like showing that angle because that's something she can speak on. Um, but yeah, that episode definitely, I'm glad she even like spoke about it because a lot of folks are really upset about that uh, particular one. No, I I absolutely agree. I, I, I'm absolutely in agreement with you because this show handles that. Elliot? You've been a little quiet. I don't think I can talk about this show without using the word mess. I, I think I probably like this the least out of all of us. I think this show is propped up by really great acting, really good visuals, and pretty good dialogue. But otherwise, I think this show is really scattershot. For me, it was super hard to follow uh, week to week. I think I, I would watch the recap at the beginning of every episode, but I even I would also go back to Wikipedia and read the summary of the last episode, and that still didn't quite help. I, I this show is doing a lot right though. I really love the themes it's talking about, you know, in terms of racism, and I mean, I, you know, I think we've covered a lot of that already, and I I love all that, but the the whole structure of the show just is it feels way too loose and i'm not opposed to sort of a more vignette style of storytelling which i think this is definitely trying to go for for me at least it didn't hold together uh, a lot of the episodes just couldn't tell where they were going they didn't seem to go anywhere uh there was an episode that focused mainly on a department store that i had to rewind several times because i, I wasn't sure if i'd missed something there's a lot of stuff that I really like. But there's a lot of stuff that I think could have been a lot, lot better. Yeah. I feel like I fall in the middle. I, I'm right like between Elliot and then Jenna and Jordan. I think this show is very strong. I think as far as a pilot, this is one of the best pilots I've seen in a long time. It really just sets you up for what the show is going to be. But like you say... Elliot, with the anthology sort of style, sometimes some episodes work and some episodes don't as well. And since they distinguish themselves so much, it's kind of hard to keep the pacing, which I feel like might have been one of the biggest issues. I mean, in the last episode, they give you 10 minutes that explain more about the show than the <laughs> entire season. Yeah, that, it was a pretty bad exposition dump, I must admit. Yeah. There, there were a lot of great episodes. I, I really enjoyed episode one and then uh, episode five, the, the one in the department store with a lot of the more Cronenberg-esque body horror was fucking fantastic. Yeah, that episode particularly featured a scene that I'm not so easily fucked up by a lot of things. Even I was just like, <laughs> oh, it's rough. Okay, <laughs> shit. Now, this is more than my depraved mind can think of. It, it's a fucking striking episode, and I feel like maybe the way how the show needed to be structured was to have those like more insane episodes sort of bridged between episodes that handled exposition more. 
like you'd have one episode elaborating more on it but you know once you go from a cronenberg body horror style episode that mainly focuses on one character to a completely almost foreign film uh, episode in korea it kind of is hard to follow the overall main plot even though i didn't think that the plot itself was super confusing to me I think it was just more editing choices. Yeah, this, I mean, this typically is a symptom of HBO shows. That's why I just really didn't like, it is a hot mess at points. I completely agree with Elliot. Like sometimes I was just like, y'all really could have did this different or remix this differently or put this episode before prior. This is the same thing with Westworld. Westworld did the same damn thing. I was Mm -hmm. sitting there and I was like, Girl, what? Why are we here? Um, Raised by Wolves had this same problem. I wanted to like shoot myself in the face for the first two episodes. I was like, "What am I watching? Why am I here? I could just go watch Prometheus." <laughs> and then by the fourth well, episode, well, I was I like, "Crazy!" <laughs> by the fourth episode, I was like, "Okay, I got it." So with this, I feel like that is just. HBO was just like, listen, we can't be perfect. And I really wish they would fix that. But I feel like they hire different directors. I think that's like a money thing to keep it cheap. Isn't the same issue with this? There's different directors on different episodes. And so that coherence, that kind of fluid, nice pacing of episodes where we have that buildup, the climax, you know, the things that we are used to when it comes to that type of structure it's kind of blown it's just gone so it's kind of it is all over the place but the nature the nature of like most shows are that you have different directors and then you have one showrunner sort of keeping everything together in some cases you do have like uh i believe don't the duffer brothers do like every no they don't do every episode of stranger things kerry fukunaga who did true detective and maniac yeah did all that season but there is just a more scattershot nature to this show, which didn't keep me from liking the show a lot. It didn't make me completely fall in love with it, even though it's like a show as a whole. I am just glad that something this fucking insane exists in 2020 that I can wrap myself into for an hour a week, even though I pretty much binge this one. Yeah. Again, what one thing I especially loved about this show was, and to bring it back to what Jenna was talking about earlier, yeah, this explores toxic masculinity in a very brutal, just upfront way. And I think even uh, exploring it in that less than accepting time of the 1950s oh yeah and seeing that a lot of these issues are still persisting today yeah i think the most true important lesson uh that came from this show is read a motherfucking book (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm getting into final thoughts i'm gonna start with you elliot what would you give this out of 10 yeah, I mean, I think I've said just about everything that I want to say. I mean, it's it's kind of a mess, but there's a lot that really works for me. I, I do overall like the show, because I, I really love the themes it explores, the way that it tackles racism. Early on, you know, there's, um, well, oh, oh, it's it's the beginning episode where they're um, in the sundown town, and that was one of the best moments of tension in the show, and one of the better ones I've seen this year, the last few years. I would argue the best. That was intense. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, haven't seen a car chase like that since uh, Fury Road. So, with all that said, I- I'm probably going to give this, and I think I'm being a little charitable here, I'm probably going to give this 7 out of 10 
tarantula legs coming out of my nose. <laughs> and Jenna? Uh, if you want a show that delivers horror and sci-fi and doesn't get preachy with social issues, great set design, a little bit all over the place with the editing and pacing, but, you know, this is HBO tackling huge philosophical concepts. So what do you expect? I would say check out for Lovecraft Country. Although this is an all-black cast, this can be enjoyed by everyone. I look forward to season two. I look forward to what they're going to do with continuing the book um, and how they're going to adapt it. Out of all the book adaptations HBO has done, this is the strongest entry. Uh, Game of Thrones, you had a chance and you fumbled that bag. So... For me, this is a great show. Shout out to I Am Hippolyta and amazing. That was, to me, that was the strongest. It's between I Am Hippolyta and uh, the Kumiho episode for me. Those are the two strongest uh, out of all of them. So I will give this a nine out of 10 times. Uh, Ruby should have left Christina alone. Just leave her alone. You cannot trust her, even though it was so sweet that she really did love her. So that was cute. Jordan? Uh, I think this show absolutely uh, fucking rules, especially because of Letitia fucking Lewis, <laughs> Journey Smollett. Give her all the, all the fucking awards. I absolutely love her. And this also leads credence to, yeah, I'm on board with a Black Canary series. That'd be cool. Yeah. Lovecraft Country, I think it works more than it doesn't. It does have its flaws. Yeah, sometimes it's in uh, terms of pacing, where, okay, I would have this beat go before that, or, you know, just restructure some things. But it works. It's a great sci-fi story. It's definitely a great horror, because there's a goddamn ghost with a baby head in episode three that oh, is God, your right. nightmare feel, and I'm still not over it <sighs> at all. So, fuck you, show, on that. <laughs> but it's, you know, like I said, it's brilliantly acted, so deeply and thoroughly written. Uh, I, I just found myself enraptured by everything. It, it, it really was intriguing. And if this does get a second season, I am curious if we get a continuation. Or if it'll be more like an anthology. I'm kind of curious to see if it'll go either way. Uh, I highly recommend this show. Incredibly. And yes, Jonathan Banks. He is... Uh, no, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I I, 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 I fucked up. I was like, Banks. <laughs> How hilarious would it be if they just recast him with Mike Ehrman? <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. I'm an idiot. Jonathan Majors, yeah, he he is the he is he is a big star in the making. I absolutely wish him the best. I'm gonna give this nine out of ten well-read copies of Dracula. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I fall definitely in the middle with you guys. I think this show has incredible just production value as a whole. I think the cast is great. I think a lot of the writing is very strong. I think in a lot of places it sort of loses itself structurally and that really takes the wind out of things as you reach the ending, which I know we all didn't really comment on the finale itself and, you know, staying away from spoilers. 
I felt like he did some shady things with some of its characters that I was just like, ah, come on, guys. Like, you guys could wrap this up. Maybe if you had, like, another episode. Yeah. Would have been perfect. But it, on the whole, this is such a strong work. I can't... Uh, there's nobody who I wouldn't fully recommend this for, except for my Trump-supporting parents, uh, who aren't going to listen to this review anyways. So... Uh, yeah, no, I, I would give this a 7 out of 10. Uh, God damn it, you took my furry whatever thing. <laughs> Tarantulas. Uh, 7, yeah, 7 out of 10 Jackie Robinson bats going through Cthulhu. Yes. <laughs> Baseball saves the day. I got you, kid. I got you, kid. I gotta say, guys, I'm really glad we did this episode without, like, huge spoilers. Because if we did, we'd just sound like a bunch of crazy people talking <laughs> to each other. Oh, yeah. No, we would. But I did want to comment on one thing at the finale. I, I read this review. How the finale was also about just how strong black motherhood is. In many different ways of uh, single mothers, you know, and finding families and expecting mothers and i just because i i rarely read reviews uh av club is like pretty much the only ones i trust seeing that it actually did resonate how that was a great at least common theme throughout the finale yeah. at least that's what i picked no up. that and the gay father <laughs> end up being you know what i mean yeah, yeah. these two things uh, again, that are hated the in fir- america end up being the pillars of family <laughs> yeah it's again uh, michael k williams playing uh one hard-ass gay man uh first omar then leonard of happen leonard now mantra yep. who again sums up this show How'd I learn anything? I read a damn book. <laughs> you come at the king, you best not miss. Yep. 